0: Hello, and welcome to episode 644. Today, I wanted to discuss why punishment is not an effective option. I was talking about this with one of my clients recently, and they, prior to working with me, they had... Come up with this plan that if their daughter got a zero in her class for participation, she would lose phone time. The only problem with this plan, or the, I guess I would say the first problem with this plan, is that the, this young lady has challenges and struggles with anxiety. And anxiety, upon closer inspection, it is clear that anxiety was preventing this young lady from being able to participate in class. So her teacher was giving her a zero previously. And then her parents were taking away her phone time at home. So this young lady was getting double punished for something that was out of her control. The anxiety was preventing her from feeling comfortable and courageous enough to speak up and participate in class. The teacher at that point did not fully understand the... Uh, scope and depth and intensity of this young lady's anxiety. So she was she was penalizing her in the classroom, and then the parents, her parents, were penalizing her at home. I often tell my clients when this issue of punishment comes up, especially when it comes to something that is outside of our kids' control, like anxiety it would be like, it would be the same as if your child broke their ankle and then you punished them for not walking to their next class. Forget about giving them crutches or a cast or a brace or anything like that. You just expected them to walk to their next class on a broken ankle. That's the equivalent of punishing and penalizing a child for not participating when anxiety is in control of them. So punishment really doesn't, it, it, it's just a just horrendously ineffective long-term strategy. That example that I used is is a is an example of when punishment is just plain unfair. I mean it's just not fair to penalize someone for something that is out of their control. And I would venture to say, I would suggest to you that the vast majority of times when our kids don't do the right thing, it's because making the right choice is simply beyond their control beyond their ability to choose in that moment. Now there can be a wide variety of reasons why making the better choice is out of their reach in that moment. It could be because they have a broken ankle. It could be because they have anxiety. It could be because they feel incapable or they feel like no one's listening to them or they feel unsafe or a million different reasons. But our children make the right decision and make a good choice when they can. The same as us. When we know better and we can do better, we do do better. And it's the same with our kids. So getting back to this concept of punishment, can you imagine if you decided to eat a cheesecake for lunch instead of the salad that you should choose. Can you imagine if your boss at work came and said, that's it, I'm taking away your vacation because you chose to eat cheesecake for lunch. Can you imagine how preposterously ridiculous that would be? Just imagine that for a second. Imagine that someone in a position of authority, relative authority over us, decided to punish us because of a choice we made. That's kind of what we parents sometimes do to our kids. We punish them because of a choice they made. Would it be much better and much more effective if we tried to figure out why they made the choice that they did? So in the example of this young lady, it's much more effective if we dig and drill down and see if we can figure out why she was not participating in class. When we discover that she's struggling with anxiety, then the next step is to figure out how we can support her and help her to manage her anxiety. That could be therapy. That could be teaching her tools like breathing exercises and uh, positive self-talk and things like that, or it could be medication, or it could be talking to the teacher, or it could be a combination of all of those things, or something different. But imagine if we could help this young person get a handle on managing her anxiety then she's just going to participate in her class because she knows it's the right thing to do. She knows that's what she's supposed to do, so she would just do it. And then there's no reason for punishment. The reason I think that punishment is so seductive for parents is because oftentimes punishment will get us the result that we're looking for in the short term. It will get our child to stop doing the thing that they're doing that we don't want them to do, or it will get them to stop making the choice that they're making. But it fails to figure out and address the underlying reason why the child did what they did or made the choice that they did, and it also fails to address the problem. It fails to teach them a better way, a better way to make a better decision in the future. And it fails to connect you closer to your child or connect us closer with our kids. This is what I've been telling my families, my parents that I work with recently. When my when our oldest son was young, we didn't know what in the heck we were doing when he was born. Just like just like every other child, our little boy didn't come with a manual, so we were kind of just fumbling around in the dark, trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. And we used all the stuff that society tells us: time out, taking away. Sticker, I uh, was taking away uh, video games, grounding him from playing with his friends, using sticker and reward charts, all the stuff. And nothing worked. The positive reinforcements, like the sticker charts, fizzled out after a week or two, which I will explain in a, in a, in a future episode why sticker and reward charts don't work. But we noticed he started lying around six, seven years old. He started lying a lot. So then we started becoming very worried and concerned that we're raising a pathological liar. What is wrong with our child? What is wrong with him? Now, having found and met and fell in love with Dr. Shefali and her teachings, I understand that on the other side of that, I understand that there was nothing wrong with our child. Absolutely nothing wrong with him. I was asking the wrong question. I shouldn't have been asking what's wrong with our child. I should have been asking what's wrong with the conditions that we're creating around our child. And what we were doing is we were so punitive with him taking things away that it was his human instinct to try to avoid negative, a negative experience. There's nothing wrong with him. He was perfectly normal. He was trying to avoid suffering consequences. Who wouldn't? try to avoid suffering consequences. That's perfectly natural for a human being. So he was lying to avoid the punishment he knew would be coming. Losing his video games, not being allowed to ride his bike, going on timeout, whatever the thing was. And so when I understood this, I realized that we did not create, when our children lie, it's because we have not created... An environment where they feel safe to tell us the truth, where they trust us. That's the problem. We need to recreate the environment around our kids. And so we completely dismantled and rebuilt the environment around our son and our other son and daughter. And this is what we discovered works really, really well. When our kids make a mistake, mess up, use poor judgment, make a poor choice, do the wrong thing, we sit down and we talk with them. We look at what they did wrong, what mistake they made, and we call them mistakes. We don't say, what bad thing did you do? What did you do? You know, how did you act badly or whatever? We just say, what mistake did you make? Because we all make mistakes. So we look at the mistake that they made, and then we look at any potential uh, outcomes of that mistake, and like maybe they got a speeding ticket, maybe they broke something, maybe they hurt someone's feelings. We look at what their choice caused, and then we look at what they need to do to make amends for the fallout from their mistake. Do they need to pay the speeding ticket? Do they need to replace the item that they broke? Do they need to make up with their friend? What is it that they need to do to correct the situation? And so then we talk about what they need to do, what they can do in the future to make a better choice if and when this situation arises again. What's a better option than the one they chose? And that's it. And that's how we do it. And we removed punishment from our house. We removed rewards charts and sticker charts. All of that stuff is gone. What I just shared with you is what we do when our kids mess up. And we don't heap tons of shame on them for the choice that they made or the mistake that they made. We simply treat it as a mistake, just like as if we were pouring a glass of water and we spilled it by accident. It's just a mistake. And we need to, you know, if we're pouring a glass of water and we, we knock over the cup and spill the water everywhere, we have to get towels and clean it up. So it's the same thing. If our kids make a mistake, they have to figure out what they need to do to correct the mistake. Very, very simple. No shame and guilt. And it connects us closer to our kids because then our kids feel safe telling us the truth. They don't feel like they have to lie or they don't feel, um, I don't want to say inspired to lie, but they don't feel like lying is the least of the bad options before them. They just come to us and tell us the truth, and it's beautiful, and sometimes we don't like what we hear, but you know what? That's how life goes, right? And so we just have to kind of figure it out as we go along, but this has been coming up a lot recently in my coaching session, so when that happens, I know that it's time to talk about it here on the podcast because... If the parents I am coaching are struggling with these concepts, I know that there are many, many other parents out there who are struggling as well. So I hope this has brought some illumination and clarity and insight to you today as you're listening to this. And if you have any questions... Feel free to reach out to me, of course, and if you would like to work with me, I do currently have two or three openings in my schedule, so I would love to hear from you if you would like a little more help on this or other challenges in your home. Okay, that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you make it a very illuminating day for yourself.